Our scripture reading for today will come from the second book of Timothy. Paul writing to Timothy. Uh, chapter 1, I will read the first 12 verses, but I will be preaching from verse 7. Let us read together. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, peace. Timothy, I thank you. I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did, Night and day, I constantly rem remember you in my prayers. I long to, to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice. And I know the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gifts of God, which he gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given you and us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I am in prison. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live holy life. He did this not because we deserve it, but because that was his plan from beginning and before beginning of time, to show us grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of his blame to us by, appear, by the appearing of Jesus Christ, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. And God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of this good news. That is why I suffer here in prison, but I'm not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom I trust. And I'm sure that he is able to guard what I, I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. A long reading. But the hope is that you'll, 
you'll, you'll grasp from that reading, and, dog, and God speaks through his word. As we read it, it lightens up. He speaks for himself from his word. Inasmuch as I will be expanding and, and going further and explaining what he means here. Without further ado, further we do, let's just dive into the scripture and the verse. Verse I said, verse seven. It says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, and and of love, and of a sound mind, or self-control." Spirit of fear can be said to be a, a spirit of cowardice. And the text here says, God has not given us that spirit. Cowardice manifests itself by timidity and shrinking in the daily difficulties which we meet up as Christians. In our warfare, in our Christian life with the dark forces, the Holy Spirit is, is, is not the spirit that works cowardice in men or in believers. So that spirit which is of cowardice or, or of fear doesn't come from God. This is a reminder to us as Christians of every age and all degrees that cowardice and fear of danger and the shrinking from doing one's duty and the fear of the other man comes from not, not from God. The Holy Spirit works in those whom, to whom it is given. That is the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit powers, gives us strength to fight the fight of God. The Holy Spirit gives us power to strike good blows for Christ as we journey through our Christian faith. That is, that I was briefly telling you about that. Let's go to the background. The background is that Paul is, a, is, an, is an aged prisoner. He's in prison as he's writing this letter. He is to be a soon, he is to be a, a martyr soon. He writes to this young man, Timothy. who seems to be somewhat weak and timid in nature. That, that, that's him. And this letter of this dying man, Paul, is kind of a, a long trumpet blast 
to stay courage in this young man. Because this young man is going to take over. He's going to lead a church. So Paul in this, in this scripture is encouraging this man and he's telling him in a way that young man you need to stand up. I'm going to die soon. I am in prison and I know that this time I might not come back alive. They might kill me. He has been in prison for quite a long time. This is not his first time. The message is by no means intended to be either complete or scientific. It is meant to embrace mainly the points which Timothy wanted mostly. And so it dwells predominantly on the stronger virtues God has given us, even Timothy. What I'll do now, I shall best uh, in a few minutes bring up the meaning of the words before us and try to learn what Paul or the Bible of God, the Bible, because this is the word of God, is saying about these few points here. My first point is that the Bible would like or would have us to understand that Christ makes fearful men. That is what the Bible is all about. It wants us to know that, there's, that we don't have to have fear of anything. The Bible is, a, is full of God's gospel from Genesis up to Revelation. It's the gospel. It's the good news. And the very purpose of the gospel is to mend the temperaments that we have as people. The temperaments, I would say, is the, our building blocks as individuals, the so-called DNA. As we hear here that Timothy was timid by nature. That, that was him. He was shy. He was just not bold enough. So the Bible wants us to wants us to build and make us people of excellence. So that those excellencies may never become defects. In the Bible, God wants to move us from point A to point B. From glory to glory. That is why he's touching on some characteristics that we have. Even Paul in this case is touching on the characteristics of this young man. The intention of the gospel is that we believe and know the crooked things that we have in our lives and make them straight. 
not by our own doing, but through relying on the Holy Spirit, through relying on God to help us uh, in those temperaments that we, we lack, those defects that we have. So I would like to venture and say that any man who lives in the realization of the truth of the gospel will be transformed if, if if we believe the truths of the gospel, we will be transformed into fearless men and women and be no longer be shaken like a reed that is shaken by wind, but will be strong and be like a brazen pillars and the iron wall in spite of all the dangers that we face and the enemies that are, are, will be around us from time to time and some people that will look, will look down on you from time to time. God has given us the good news of himself whereby his name becomes our dearest hope instead of doubt. He has given us the assurance of forgiveness and acceptance and trusting in Jesus Christ. He has given us truths which only need to be grappled and laid upon our hearts and minds to make us brave. He has assured us that all things work together for good, that he himself will never leave us. The master who spoke on earth, his meek and sovereign encouragement, fear not, he speaks it from heaven to all that trust him today, and he is saying, fear not, I am the first and the last from, from whom all changes originate, by whom all events are directed, unto whom all things make sense. Therefore, whoever is, whosoever is committed to Christ need not fear evil, for nothing will harm you if it cannot harm Christ. My second point is that Christ makes strong men. The difference between the hind and the front ranks will remain. Those who are in the front and those who are in the back, that will, that will remain. But the whole battalion, the whole church, in the mind of Christ, is that it will, it will shift forward. It will shift towards him. It will know him better. That is why the gospel is written for us. It's for us to, to be moved from a, a, a certain quadram, quadrant to the next quadrant. The quadrant where there's fear, the, the quadrant where we, we, we are weak, the quadrant where we don't love people, we don't love God, the, the quadrant where we, we don't have self-control. Self God wonder, wonder, wants us to move, wants to move us from that quadrant into a quadrant where we will love people and God, where we'll be fearless, where, where we'll, be, we'll be strong, so where we will be, have a self-control. 
I just want to say and challenge you and say, to be weak is to be wicked nine times out of ten. That is to be weak. So I'm challenging you. I'm also challenging myself that to be weak is wicked nine times out of ten. Weakness is a misery, guys. And it is a general failure. The question is now, how then is a man to, is a man to get strength? Brothers, I want to say, there are always, there are, there are always ways, there are always books, there are always people who will come and say this is the way, take this or take this advice and you'll get strong. But they end up nowhere. If you want to have power within you, that will enable you to stand firm and face the wind and the blows of this earth. Believe me, surely, it is by faith in Jesus Christ. All we need to do is to open our hearts to the strong Son of God who sends his mighty spirit into every spirit that will accept us, that will accept his spirit. He's ready, he wants to send his spirit into the spirit that will accept him. If we keep near to Jesus and live with, and live with our hearts open for the influx of his great communications, we should need nothing else to make us strong for all service against all temptation in the midst of suffering. There is a gift offered to every one of us in the gospel of Jesus Christ, which will make our weaknesses into strength. He who is strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and he only is truly strong. If then you want power, learn where it is stored. Christ makes fearless, strong men. Paul speaks of God's power in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verses 4, where he demonstrates, he says, when I came to you, I didn't come out of, because of my own power. I depended on the Holy Spirit. There's nothing we can do as people without the Spirit of God. It is good to have giant strength, but it can be tireless to use the giant strength that you have as a person. So we need, we need the strength from the, from the Lord, not from our own thinking. Not the manufactured strength. As human beings, we are capable of manufacturing these characteristics. You can manufacture strength and be strong and be a bully and bully us around. 
But the strength I'm talking about here is the strength that you get, get from the Lord. That will glorify God and will, will, show that, will show love to the others. My next point is that Christ makes loving men. Here Paul beautifully side by side with power. He puts love. There are some great uh, moral people and teachers of this generation who've lost sight of the fact that the strongest thing in the universe is love. But Paul, who's not a philosopher, he was a believer, an apostle, an apostle, an apostle here, yeah, like a skillful painter says, Christ makes strong men. And that he makes loving men. Men who love all people. And there is only one thing that makes men to, to love. When I, when I speak of men here, I speak of both males and females, ladies and gentlemen. And Jesus Christ, the incarnate love and the lover of all souls, comes to us and shows us his hands and his sides and says, God, I in him and he in me so loved the world. And these wounds, we have known and believed that the love that God has on us, Christ makes us love him because he assures us that we are loved by him. In the book of John, chapter 13, verse 35, Jesus Christ says, By this all will know that, by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It is not easy just to love a person, but the love of God can make you easily love the next person. The aim of the gospel is to move us from here to there. That is why we come to church and listen to what God is saying to us. Lastly, Jesus makes self-governing or people with sound mind or people with self-control. As people, we have tastes and desires rooted in the flesh and other passions that are sure to land us in a ditch. We have only to look at ourselves and see how there are in us noises of desire and the set sovereign above them, a will that cannot be bribed. When we try to govern ourselves, we come, to, we come into pieces. But when God governs us, will be whole. Brothers, I just want to say there's one thing that will, will give complete self-command 
If you make trial, if you make trial, I will guarantee that it will not fail. Trust in Jesus Christ. Ask him to govern. He will help you to control yourselves. That is the noblest conquest that any man can make. Every man is a king and crowns himself when he puts on his own head. Whenever you are a master, be your master inside your own soul. And that you may be a servant of him who alone will make you master of yourself and the world. In Christ, the most timid and the weakest are made strong. The most self-centered heart be open to love which is peace and joy and the wildest revolt in, in the little kingdom within may be subdued if we will only go to him and trust him with ourselves and live in true communion, communion with him. And in patient exercise of the gifts that he bestows, then he will say to us, as of the old, Fear not, my strength is made perfect in weakness. I just want to tap on, this, on these qualities of boldness, power, love, and self-control in conclusion and say they are the gifts of the Spirit, not just natural tendencies, they function best in harmony. This message is about boldness and faithfulness as we can easily become discouraged when, when we are persecuted for our, for our faith. We can also be... Sorry. We can also be intimidated by threats of those who oppose us. But the Holy Spirit helps us to be wise and strong. And God honors our confidence, confident testimony for him even when we suffer. To get over our fear of what people might say or, or to do or, or do us, we must take our eyes off people and only look to God. Paul, the writer here, had been faithful through countless trials and was still serving Christ. As we trust Christ, he counts us worthy to suffer and he will give us the strength we need to be strong, we need to be strong and faithful to him. Here Paul urges Timothy to be bold and reminds him of his call and the gifting and God's provision upon his life. Just want to say to you, you need to be bold as you share the love of Christ outside, as you are being transformed into the likeness of God. I want also to say to you, God, has, God is counting on you. 
You are called by God. He chose you. We didn't choose him. He decided to call us into his plan, to join him in his plan of salvation. Not that, not that he needed us. He can do everything without us. It's just a privilege that he invites us to, to join him in his plan of salvation. But we need to be transformed and take hold of these characteristics that, he, that, that Paul is talking about here. This man was weak and was timid. And, and, and Paul sees this and, and, and now he encourages him. He, he's urging him. He's calling him to, 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 to come up, to stand up, to be bold, to be firm. As the church, we will go through various trying times. We will be tempted sometimes, but we need to be bold. But relying on Christ and praying for the Holy Spirit to empower us. There are people who will intimidate us as we go, as we share the word of God. Sometimes you, you'll be called to lead. Anywhere you lead, anywhere of in fact, everybody here is a leader. Before you lead anybody else, you are a leader of yourself. That is why you took a bath this morning, because you are accountable to yourself. Be encouraged as Timothy was encouraged by this, this man, Paul, to lean on God, call on Christ every time. He's your Lord. He's, he has, he's listening and yeah. There are voices outside there. They, they also speak. But we need to listen to the voice of God as he transforms us. God is ready to transform us. We need to just to listen to his word. May you be encouraged as Timothy was encouraged by his father, Paul, Paul was just about to die. And I'm sure after his death, this young man was so strong in the Lord. He was so confident in the, in the Lord. No more timid, no more weak, but he was strong. To those who are in leadership positions in the house of the Lord, be encouraged. When you are tempted, when you are pushed, pushed into a corner, it's for a, it's for a reason. It's for your growth. It's for the time period. It's going to pass. Just lean on Jesus. Let us pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to humble ourselves before you. We come before your throne of grace. As a church, we've got challenges. As individuals, we've got challenges. We do hear whispers around that tell us what to do and how we should be, how we should behave. 
But Heavenly Father, we just want to bow before you today and ask of you to empower us. We ask your hand of grace, your hand of peace be upon us, be with, which one, be which, with, with each one of us today. Those who are sick, may you just extend your hand of grace, your hand of healing, be with various families. Heavenly Father, may we have a time of fellowship together outside in the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.